Good morning. Welcome to members and visitors alike on Zoom or in East Shore's Sanctuary. My name is Marilyn Mayers, and I've been a member of East Shore for almost 20 years. I'm currently involved in East Shore's Earth and Climate Action Team, as well as the Indigenous Connections Team. This morning, I'd like to briefly introduce our guest speaker, Julian Matthews, who is an enrolled member of the Nimipu tribe, also known as the Nez Perce. He's coming to us today from Pullman, Washington. Their territory, based on a treaty of 1855, spans four states, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Montana. Julian co-founded the Nimipu Protecting the Environment, a non-profit group dedicated to environmental education and activism of tribal members and non-tribal communities. He is currently promoting efforts to remove four Lower Snake River dams, which threaten the survival of wild salmon and orcas. Welcome, Julian. We raise our hands to you in welcome and in gratitude for your presence here today among us. Thanks, uh, Katya, for inviting me here to our uh, Maryland, uh, inviting me here to speak today. Um, I really like that music and the word, not so much the music, but also what they're saying in the, in the word songs. And I really appreciate that. And <clears throat> as, uh, as was mentioned earlier, I'm uh, enrolled in Nimipu. Nimipu means the people in our language, Nimipu Temp. Um, Nespers was a misnomer. I was kidding some people yesterday. We were tabling uh, about that term. And I said, I looked in uh, pictures of my grandma, grandparents, my grandfather, great grandparents. I never seen any, any Nimipu with the pierced nose. So, but I think that was kind of similar to the way things go, um, here in regard to how, um, people are viewed, like particularly us, you know, out here are, like she was saying, our treaty area. Uh, treaty with the Nez Perce of 1855 goes into Washington, Oregon, Montana, Idaho, and um, we have a pretty big land base that was ceded. The, our treaty land was ceded to the federal government, and it wasn't sold or given away or quit claim deed, that type of thing as they use nowadays. But it's like the land I, I'm at right now where Washington State University and the University of Idaho, those are, this is ceded land. This was, it, it, this, I, I'm in our treaty area. And so it's always interesting to mention that to people because I think, um, many times, People think the treaties are no longer exist or are no longer in effect. And I think now it's really helping with a lot of the activities that are going on, particularly like with the Lummi. We hooked up with the Lummi with the orcas on the Chinook. And so as people are being made aware of treaties and the relationships with the tribes in general, I guess, uh, tribal members. And so um, to get to where we are now, um, as uh, Marilyn was indicating, we started the uh, Nimipu Protecting the Environment in 2016, became officially 501c3, um, and so started working on it. We we had a loose, kind of a loose-knit organization. We started really um, kind of fomenting stuff when we the megalos were coming across. They're taking the ExxonMobil megalos up from Portland, up the river to Lewiston, then they're trying to transport them up to Canada to the tar sands, and so... Um, I talked to some people up there. We had like three or four uh, tribal uh, First Nations members come down, and so we talked so about that. So we, so we um, began working with them, and then had a big protest, blockaded four days of blockading on the Highway 12, and so that turned out really well. Then the tribe worked with the advocates for the West, so they stopped that. The state of Idaho from pushing those through or allowing them to come through our territory because we don't want to be kind of a co-conspirator, I guess you'd say, in that. And then we, um, became in other issues. Uh, the, the salmon issue is really a big one. We have a treaty right 
under the treaty that we ceded, uh, I believe, 11 million acres of land to the federal government to, and we retained our hunting, fishing, and gathering rights in the treaty area and usual and accustomed. And what that means is places where we usually um, went to hunt, fish, or gather. And so that's like, say, for me, that's over here in the Clarkia area, east of where I live. And so I can go over there. And it's not within necessarily the treaty, like with the buffalo. We hunt buffalo in Montana at Yellowstone. And to me, that it's not really hunting. There's so many issues there with the park service. It's just not really like if I go out hunting here and to get an elk, you know, it's totally different over there. So that's a big issue we're trying to work on too. But anyway, we started working on the dam breaching issue because the main um aspect of the dams, like sometimes people say remove them on the Snake River, but they were designed to be breached. And what that means is that half the, the dams, those four lower Snake River dams, half are concrete and a half are earthen. And so they could, they were designed to remove the earthen part. And so that's what we're pushing for. It'd be nice if we remove the whole thing, but we feel like I personally feel in our group that if they remove the earthen part, that will allow the river to flow freely as it should and will allow for more the salmon to go up and down the river. There's still rivers, there's still dams on the main stem of the Columbia. And so we're, um, we're focusing on our area, our treaty area. We have treaty rights to fish on the Columbia also, but we're focusing on the the dams up this way because this is where the Chinook salmon, a lot of salmon besides Chinook come up to spawn in our headwaters. And so we're, um, working on this um, because when they spawn and then say the babies are released, they have the ability, they have to have, be able to, what they're supposed to do is float to the ocean. But now with the reservoirs, with the dams, you know, it's nearly impossible to float to the ocean. They have to go through the dams going down and then going up also. And so we're trying to uh, push the, um, our tribes really supportive. Many tribes in the Northwest are supportive of the dam breaching. And so we're pushing this issue with Marie Cantwell came out with their um, kind of ideas on it or proposal. And so we're pushing people to um, contact them, Marie Cantwell and whoever, Inslee, Marie Cantwell, to push for the, to have dam breaching as a method of um, restoring the salmon runs that we feel is really critical. Our tribe feels that, you know, we have uh, our own fisheries program, the fishery programs, um, NOAA supports that. And, um, so we're trying to push to have the dams breached up here on the four lower snake river dams. And that will help. Um, like I was saying, orca is a major food source for them is Chinook salmon. And a few years ago, we started talking to them, um, some of the non-Indian NGOs, and then also with uh, Freddie Lane. You probably, uh, I know a lot of you know them, and the James brothers. We've had a couple totem journeys come down here to support that uh, dam breaching. And then we also uh, realized that the Chinook, you know, you can't affect one without affecting the other. It's kind of like that old saying, no man is an island. It's similar to like the prayer said, Mother Earth or Mother Nature. You can't kill one and expect the others to survive. So we can't have the salmon going extinct up here and then expect the Chinook to stay around also. And um, one th- the thing that's sad to me and the reason I'm fighting for this um, anti-extinction of the salmon is because there's many species even in the world that are extinct. There's no more. You know, it's like this whole species is gone now. And so we're trying to fight to protect the salmon and not just to 
Like we're not interested. I'm not interested in, um, you know, making money, commercial fishery or anything like that. What we want to see is that we'll be able to go take some salmon for our ceremonies, whether they're, um, 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 new first salmon ceremonies or we eat salmon. That's been one of our first foods along with many others that, and so if you take away that aspect, that's hurting our culture in our tribal membership and um, with the kids that we work with, that's really what I try to focus on is the future. You know, like now, like right now there's a run, but it probably won't last that long because there's not that many Chinook that are coming back this way. And most of these are hatchery, you know, which to me, I don't like hatcheries were a way that they're trying to devise to supplement the salmon runs, but that isn't working either. Last year, I think they put in, a million or two million smolts released from the hatcheries and 0.01% came back. And so we feel this is further evidence that the dams need to be breached. And, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not going to be a short term thing. And we uh, like, uh, there's, you know, you have to, it's a process and you can't just get rid of the dams. You know, I don't anticipate they're going to breach them and the, cause there's silt there and there's a lot of other issues that are going to be impacted. And I think the elected officials, I always say Murray Cantwell, Simpson's working on it. They need to work on it. You know, it's not our job as tribal members to figure out how can we work with the irrigators, you know, the bargers and all that. I think the federal government needs to work that out. So we're continuing to push the federal government and also working with the kids um, to get them um, learning about the fish, the salmon, and particularly how much, how historically it's been a critical part of our culture, the sa- taking of salmon for subsistence. You know, like my grandfather, my uncles, my all fished on the Clearwater Upriver, the Selway Lock so many years ago, and they went down to uh, Celilo Falls to fish. And my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunt went up there. My one aunt was telling me they went up there on a, on a wagon to get fish down at um, Celilo from Kamiya. That's a long jaunt and brought them back to Kamiya to give to the families and to the people in the area. And so that, that Celilo is really sad. When they put in the Bonneville Dam, it, it covered that Celilo Falls. And so those kind of things where we see the government or whoever, um, I think to me it seemed like the Indians or our rights, treaty rights were an afterthought, you know, like kind of like similar many of you live on the west side as they call it over here in Pullman um where they put in like a cherry point where they want to put in oil terminals methane terminals and so they don't really look or they don't consider to me like over here when they put in those stamps how is that going to affect the people you know whether it's the tribe and our treaty rights so our treaty rights are the supreme law of the land uh supposed to be with the US government and so that's our big issue is fighting for our treaty rights and uh, like I said, we're not interested in selling fish or getting a bunch more fish to sell them to restaurants or anything. We would just like to be able to have enough salmon to where we could utilize those in our ceremonies, you know, whatever they may be, the longhouse, the uh, funeral type ceremonies or whatever they may be, powwows we have or war dances, they used to call them, they call them powwows now. But so we're trying to primarily just kind of restore as much as we can in my lifetime to where the salmon are available for the people, the tribal members, the young people 20, 30 years from now. And with the dams not being breached right now or soon, I just don't see that happening. And so, you know, just like um, one thing I'll say, I've never been to a Unitarian service, but I really appreciate it. And because we're all trying to do this from a spiritual prayer base, you know, we pray 
whether it's in a sweat lodge or a church, some tribal members go to church or Catholic Presbyterian came through here and my mother was a Presbyterian. So we pray to the same creator. And, you know, it's like yesterday I was talking to some, there was a group at the Lentil Festival there from a church. And I said, well, you know, God or the creator made the mother earth and the land and the water. So we should, that's our job to protect it, to not abuse it or to destroy it. And whether it's, you know, dams, um, mining, um, just killing wolves or grizzly bears in Idaho and Washington. And, and so I believe that we have kind of a responsibility, you know, like one of my friends, Alan Pinkham says, to speak for those that can't speak for themselves, you know, the fish can't, the wolves can't. And so that's our main focus is trying to protect mother earth and um, the species that live there, whether it's salmon or wolves. And so the salmon are really a big issue right now. That's our main focus. And we're trying to push everyone to get involved. Um, we're having a youth salmon summit September 24th, where we're invited tribal youth and they're going to get, come there hit to hell's gate, non-Indian youth to kind of get the youth voices out there. Because like I tell people 20, 30 years from now, I may not be here. You know, I may, but I'll be really old. Well, I want to make sure that we're doing something today, me personally and our group and others that we have a good group going that we're helping the future, you know, like the next generation. So they all have the same rights that I'm able to utilize uh, pretty much now hunting, fishing and gathering and not having the treaty right be extinguished because the state and the federal or other corporations are trying to um, take over and, you know, um manipulate the system the mother earth so <clears throat> i think that's kind of um what i have to say i'm um like i said i'm thankful and i'm katsiaya for allowing me to come here and speak with you today and like i say you know just get in if you want to get involved we're more than happy to work with groups or with the east side east shore church or church or not church sorry about that but east side uh membership and so um because it's a battle, you know, it's a battle with the federal government, with the states. And so we're trying to get more support and we really appreciate the support that you're giving us today. And we wish to continue working together with um, your community to um, work on this issue because it's really critical, like I say, for the future, for the kids of our tribe and other kids that may want to need to um, be a part of the Nimipu culture to take fish and to utilize salmon as a first food. So thanks a lot. And I'm really grateful that you um, offered and allowed me to speak today. Katsiaya.